Location change. Ooh. Is that how I should start it? Can you tell a difference uh, orally? Yeah. Is a question uh, for the listeners. Dear listeners, welcome to another look. <laughs> Put it in the comments yes. if uh, you like the sound quality. <laughs> um everybody this is another look with will and Corey. uh we're actually at Corey's humble abode welcome Um, welcome everyone and yeah thank you for having me here um usually it's at my humble abode yes but a a change of pace was good i think Mm -hmm. for this movie in particular and i like having friend over friends are good (laughs) (laughs) um everybody uh I'm really excited to talk about what we did. I mean, Corey, this is your pick, so I guess yeah. maybe we should start with, you know, what exactly you chose and why, and the weird coincidences that have no, that that have led to this decision. I some guess cool stuff that happened making this pick mm-hmm. happen, or I guess is what happened. Right. Um, I chose Harmony Corinne's The Beach Bum. <laughs> um. <laughs> When was it made? 20... I I feel like it... This is how f- like little preparation we have, folks. Um, um, because... Oh, and I, I was going to search on the internet, but I don't have the internet on uh, uh, oh. here. So it's fine. Oh, okay. 2017. Okay. I So I saw this first uh, in Milwaukee... Uh, at the Downer Theater, and it just blew my mind. So I'm just, I'm just really curious why you chose it. I guess to start things off, because you, you did choose this, and I, I saw you put it in the PS4. I saw you put the Blu-ray in, and I gasped with delight. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. Um, so yeah, please, uh, Corey. Let's. I, I would love a, an initial kind of synopsis of why you picked it. Yeah, it does tie into last episode, Belly. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot actually and i didn't realize it which is kind of like because of how i didn't see gummo Mm -hmm. in the last episode you brought that up and i was like i was flabbergasted a bit that um it wasn't what i thought you know i was thinking like oh they shot that for belly to Mm -hmm. be like an analogy and then you were like oh it's this harmony corinne movie gummo and i was like oh my god like i have you're right um, and it was on my way over to your place mm-hmm. to, um, to record for the belly commentary episode here mm-hmm. podcast, the thing, the thing, the thing we do, we're doing that you're listening to. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking like, you know, belly made me feel like how watching the beach bum made me feel where it totally took me by surprise and like i just loved so much of it Mm -hmm. um like i was watching the beach bum so i watched it in 2021 um and i was just like totally mesmerized Mm -hmm. um and it just instantly became like one of my favorite movies um, and so I was thinking about that on the way over that belly, I was like, man, belly totally was like instantly became one of my favorite movies, you know, and is so cool and has like fresh decision making. Mm. Um, you know, it's just not, 
typical, even though it's like, it's still a movie. It has all the elements, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. So I did not connect the beach bum to belly because of harmony corinne's the reference to harmony corinne mm-hmm. in belly um it was the more of the feeling that you had it was both the films. experience of seeing the movie and how it was just like whoa this is like so cool and it's just like shaking up my mind you know and like the way i'm used to thinking about movies or just or or seeing what a movie can be like mm-hmm. um so it's just so cool i was like I was like, man, it kind of reminded me of the beach bum. Like, maybe I could choose that. And then when I was like, oh, my God, Harmony Corinne, holy shit. <laughs> In the last episode. Um, well, because initially. I was like, oh, well, it's it's I was, that, that was my choice, you know, then flat out. So I was like, dude, cannot wait for this. Well, initially, I, I had even forgot that Harmony Corinne was the one to make this like. Mm-hmm. It it, mm-hmm. it just like kind of hit me like a like a lightning bolt mm-hmm. again. Once you put it in, I had all these memories flashing back because I I think I've only seen this once, maybe twice. I have only seen it once as well. Um, and but like I said, I I, I saw it at the Downer Theater when it first came out. And I loved it, like just yeah. instant like favorite one of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. Instant classic for me, dude of all time. Yeah, no, it's for like sure. it's so up there and. It's funny because I don't really see a lot of people talking about it now. I mean, it's most movies that are relatively recent, but they've kind of run their course of discourse or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. they had their moment. Right. Like it, So it's like, it's not unexpected that I don't see a lot of people talking about it, but mm-hmm. it just feels like a movie that deserves to be celebrated in the same okay. way that like Spring Breakers, I think, is still. Like, I feel yeah. like I see a lot of people talk about that movie quite a mm-hmm. bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just that I, I enjoy watching this movie way more and it's a more inherently enjoyable film than Spring yeah. Breakers, which has a real darkness to it and kind of like a, a sick quality <laughs> that, is, that is beautiful, but it's also hard to watch. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Like I feel like I want to leave. I want to get on that bus and cry You want to be the Selena Gomez. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to be the Disney star and be like, listen, I can't have... The, too much. I can't be in the three-way with James Franco in the pool. <laughs> the contract says I can't. <laughs> I got to go back to the Wizards of Waverly Place. Like, that's where I got to go. Um, but oh, so gosh. I think it is pretty funny that like, I don't know, following that, he made this. And it's like, right. it has a lot of stylistic qualities. I Very mean, the similar. Florida culture, mm-hmm. um, kind of the obsession with like, kind of like a, like a Malick-esque like depiction of like life. Like it's very like to the moment and yeah. natural, Yeah. but you also find a lot of stylistic choices in it that kind of wow you and really pull you in. Absolutely. The editing is mm-hmm. the thing that really was unlocking my brain. And and what gave me the most enjoyment out of that first viewing and just getting into the rhythm of this like, you know, almost random sporadic like cuts. It's like they they shot each scene three times Mm. from three angles in different spots of like an area. Yeah, I'm totally just theorizing how this is done Mm -hmm. but then in the edit it's just like take a little bit from this take 
take some from this take, take some from this take and just put them together. Yeah. Because there's shots like it happens all over the place where like, you know, the two characters are sitting at a table. Yeah. Like with uh, Martin Lawrence, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like driving in a car, having a conversation. And then that same dialogue, then the next shot is like they're sitting on the pier, you know, having the same. Yeah. It's like it feels like the same conversation. There's a lot of overlapping dialogue that kind of like becomes like a the connective tissue for the montage, which mm -hmm. is cool. Yeah. It's like the whole movie is a montage. It feels like all montage. But then it goes into montage mode in a couple of those moments. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like if we're talking fractal. If we're talking like (laughs) you're right, I think the whole thing is like a slipstream. It reminds me of Days of Heaven. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Like I'm going to be bringing up Malik a lot here because I I, love it. It it feels like that, in spite of it's also about the ultimate Florida man. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> totally. Um, but you know, Terrence Malick made "Song to Song," which is about was about the Austin music scene. You know, he's mm-hmm. not he's mm-hmm. not as like you know, it's a cool movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it like he finds that same kind of elusive quality to how the images move. But then every once in a while, he goes into montage mode where it's like mm-hmm. he gives a a song. You know, it's like yeah. the 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 key one is um, is that all there is? Um, oh, sure, yeah. which. With beach bum, yeah, in the beach bum, mm-hmm. where you have uh, Isla Fisher and Matthew McConaughey, kind of, it's like a oh, a yeah. moment of their love mm-hmm. um, and focus, and I guess, and the, you know, their connection as people, mm-hmm. but also like kind of the anticipation of tragedy, right? Oh, and sure. It, and it's like the the movie will sometimes stop and just give you this beautiful sequence of yeah. images, and then it'll go back to its normal self, but its normal self is like. It moves all around. It's like water, baby. It just yeah, goes. Dude, it's so freeing. Like that was the the feeling I was having on my initial viewing is that just like such freedom, you know, mm-hmm. like I I couldn't anticipate how the shots were going to cut, you know, like to each other as it was going. And then when I when it would happen and then I would notice that like man, this is just so different. And you could account for like, oh, they just have the same conversations when they're in the car as when they're sitting in the pier. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like they're friends, they spend some time together. So it's just, it's also a way of uh, a more fluid passage of time feeling too. Like you're getting Moondog's, you know, perspective. But um, just from, as a watcher, just watching it like, you know, not feel like it needs to have continuity. Right. You know, in some of the shots. And then it's still just like this vibe. And you get what's happening, you know? It's like yeah. the dolphin tours. He just loves the dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> like. it, I, I think it's hard to... I, hopefully our listeners have seen this movie. If they haven't, I yeah, guess I we... jumped straight I, to... But there's there's so much to talk about. Three like, fourths of the way through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's fitting for this movie, which... I, I agree with you, and the continuity or the lack thereof uh, really fits the stoner vibe. The mm. the the where am I? Who am I talking to? Man, and like go with it. Man. Yeah, all these like very like free flowing, meaningful connections he yeah. makes with all these different characters throughout is super important. It feels like anything can happen mm-hmm. from a story standpoint, character standpoint. You know the the form too yeah. of the movie, like. 
It's so spontaneous. Um, um, I, oh, I, and Belly is playing in the background of a scene. I'm just going to jump right to that real quick. You so have to. Off of the, you with know. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg yeah. and Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. are talking. Mm-hmm. at. Uh, it is at the reception of Moondog, Matthew McConaughey's daughter, right? Yeah. And they're just like in this one room. It's mm-hmm. like lit in this trademark belly blue light. Totally. Yep. And yeah, in the background on the TVs, I I was watching it. I'm like belly. You That's, said that. I, I, I was I, like I, it was involuntary. It was like yeah. belly. I thought you were just like <laughs> man. This movie's like or or this scene is reminding you of it. And I was like yeah. And then I was just so into watching it. <laughs> you but were like then yeah, I was dude. like oh wait. You mean it's on? It's just like Gummo. It's like did you see Gummo? Did you see how Gummo took up the entirety of the screen in Belly? It's like no, I missed that. <laughs> Um, I didn't recognize that. What goes around comes around, which is so cool that so just that another he's, the yeah the like fate. I said scream uh, scream breakers. I'm, <laughs> I am scream on, yeah, dude, on the we're brain right see now. Scream six. <laughs> yeah, we have to. <laughs> um, no, uh, spring breakers has yes. a lot to do with belly. I feel like stylistically, and it's mm-hmm. more of like that kind of dreamy, almost noir crime yeah, drama crime. type thing. Yeah. Um, but this is just like so, so freeing and fun and light and it's like any of the consequences. Yeah, any of the consequences are just like whatever. There it's- are consequences, but it does really feel like just everything's fine. Yeah, but I mean, the central plot of Moondog, played by Matthew McConaughey, yeah, a popular poet who married rich. Uh, I mean, he was rich too i mean assuming he's like was rich to a point but he hasn't produced anything in years so he's relying on his on his rich wife played by isla fisher Mm -hmm. to you know support his lifestyle of roaming around in the florida keys drinking boozing hooking up with women Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards right total frank reynolds just like an absolute just whatever man you know that kind of thing um and reality hits when isla fisher his wife uh dies in a car accident that he was involved in they were fucked up on drugs and drunk driving Mm -hmm. and uh it's a beautiful sequence oh my god yeah we were we jumped the gun so far but that montage that we were talking about is Mm -hmm. incredible emotional yeah um yeah yeah man it's so <laughs> spectacular i and i i hesitate to have the words for it but it is really the central driving if there is anything here the narrative yeah, yeah. because you find out that uh in order for him to get his half of the inheritance the other half already went to uh his daughter uh he has to produce a book of poetry again and mm-hmm. she put it in in uh, her will and he's not getting any money he's not getting a cent turns out to be 50 million dollars um until he writes something um so this is where i had the idea that this is probably the greatest film about procrastination ever made (laughs) i mean it's it's the spongebob episode where he has to (laughs) write his paper and then it's this basically dude i have i remember times where i was had to write a paper for school And I was like at the typewriter, the the the, the, the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally just How how old are you? Of course. I, I, I was using <laughs> under, my under advocates, ca- Okay. <laughs> under uh, the under the under the glow of candlelight, right? <laughs> I literally laid down, just laid on the ground <laughs> on the floor for like an hour. Uh. 
And what did you think about during that time? Just how much I did not want to write this paper. (laughs) (laughs) And probably, like, if I would get up now and start writing, it would start to be over. Yeah. But I was just laying there. Eventually, it got done. I think that's always what I come back to is, like, I have to do this. It has to get done. It will get done. I'm going to do it. It's not going away. Yeah. Yeah. I will do it. Mm-hmm. right at the very end well second. there's this great tiktok i saw recently of this <laughs> of this college girl who's trying to write uh this paper and it's just her updating like like she's like all right i've got five sentences in you know so and then she's like she goes out to get tea and you know it's like <laughs> it, it's just like a really great yeah. like visualization of just like how that like procrastinating mind works where it's like i can do all these things including make a video about my procrastination but I'm still not going <laughs> to yeah. write the paper. Wow. Um, I I I delayed things like I like I remember my final paper for college. I started it the week before it was due, which mm-hmm. is like not. We had the entire semester to work on it, okay. so you know it was meant to be, close. But but I did do a lot of research to the point where like I just had to write it, and so like yeah. it got done a couple days before it was due. It was fine. Yeah. But I I definitely had days. Where a nights where I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna close my laptop and not think about this, but it's you know it lingers in your head, right? It's there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, Moon super Dog important. Has to write this greatest American novel of poetry, but it's against his ethos, right? That's the thing. So Moon Dog, played by Matthew McConaughey, it feels like a like a kind of a little tweak on uh his character from dazed and confused mm. uh wooderson i think the name is um and have you seen you've seen dazed and confused or have you not no. really never yeah. okay i saw slacker marking it on the watch list. i know I oh so my many. god um i'm i love films guys okay i'm a film guy. don't worry everybody we're not taking away <laughs> i own uh, Corey's film all right <laughs> I'm a film guy. I wonder what movie we can pull from your shelf to be like, don't worry. Like, I like film. This guy I I worked with at the tattoo shop said that to me. mm -hmm. He was like, he was like, you're a film guy. You haven't seen Breathless. (laughs) I was like, damn it. Dude, you got owned so hard. Go watch some Godard, you culturalist prick. (laughs) I own it. I love it. Yeah. Um. I I owned it and I think I sold it because I really don't care that you know much about Breathless. Godard I like is mm. Vivre sa vie. Say it again. Vivre sa vie. <laughs> you can get a baguette. Hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Pronto. Um yeah, that one's really good. Mm. I like that one. I I like most Godard actually. I think he's incredible. Um it, it, but but Breathless is one where it's like I appreciate the jump. You know in the editing too. To oh. talk about some like influential editing. Yeah. Um French uh, New Wave, bruh. Dude. Catching I mean, the French New Wave. To be honest, the Bre- Beach Bum, I mean, a lot of movies wouldn't exist without Breathless and its editing, yeah. but the Beach Bum wouldn't exist. <laughs> dude, it's just like, it's like whoever's editing is like, it's like Moondog edited this movie. You know, I can just picture the His... person in the, you know, just like laughing and being like, you know what? Put this shot in there right here. Like, Dude, it doesn't he, matter. His fingerprints are all over this, which is interesting. I feel like it's just as much of uh, like an auteur kind of work for uh, Matthew McConaughey as mm-hmm. it is Harmony Korine. Because mm-hmm. I was talking mm-hmm. about Daisy Confused. Yeah, yeah. His character in that is like 
he uh, I think he dropped out of high school or he's out he's been out of high school for a couple of years and he's still hanging around with all the high school kids. Yeah. He's working at for the city, like working a dump truck. Yeah. He and he's kind of older, but they keep staying the same age. Right. Exactly. You know, you know the line. But uh in this movie it is kind of similar. It's like everybody yeah. else they like to have fun, they like to do all the things that he does, but at a certain point they go back to reality. Like they yeah. they leave the space that he is in like perpetually. You know, he's Mm -hmm. always in the vibe. He's always in the sun and he sees everything in poetic language. And like what's cool is every so often he'll just say something that's like really flowery and purpley and beautiful. And you're like, wow, this is great. This is so cool. Um, But that's kind of, I think, part of the episodic structure and why it works is because he drifts. Yeah. And everybody else at a, at a certain point, they're like, all right, that's enough. Like, no more Moondog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. need to go back to my life. I need to do this. Or, you know, they part their separate separate yeah. ways. And sometimes even Matthew McConaughey is like, I got to go. He's yeah. done with this guy. Or he's done with this person. I'm moving on. Yeah. Very life. Mm-hmm. It, it, life is a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, just like the comings and goings of you know people you meet and like you know because the movie doesn't you do and it doesn't feel like the movie has a beginning or an end in a lot of ways because it starts with him like kind of wandering through the keys and he finds the cat and he picks up the cat yeah and it's just like and that's the movie starts it's just like you're being dropped into just his life you Mm -hmm. know it really i i do want to like give it more credit than just feeling like the editing and stuff is like random or just like random things happen or like, Hey, in this scene, let's just throw in some random element. Cause it's like mm-hmm. this whole movie is just kind of off the wall. So anything goes and it like works, you know, it's not just random. I think that's on this viewing um, that I had more, appreciation for like the gestures and it being like not just weird to be weird mm-hmm. um you know like it it all makes sense right. like it all has a purpose or it all has a consequence or like you know there's the part where um where moon dog like escapes from his rehab mm-hmm. and then he's with those homeless people yeah and then he gets the idea to like go trash his home mm-hmm. um but you know he's partying with those homeless people and then he says like hey you want to do a field trip and then it just cuts to like all of them walking together and it's kind of fun you yeah. don't know you know it could be they're just going to the park or something or just like hanging out and going to do whatever um i i remember having the similar feeling both times where i'm like I'm like, yeah, let's just do whatever. You let's know? just go to the like my house but and then trash it. It turns out like he has a plan. It's not just random, mm-hmm. you know. Like it is this like destructive behavior. Um, it is his own stuff, or I guess it's like Ella Fisher's stuff. Because yeah, but like technically, it does become his property, oh, even sure. though she bought all of it. Yeah. Um, but he's not allowed to be in the home or mm-hmm. use anything yeah. until he writes the novel. Even the car crash part is like, I'm thinking, because so much of the movie is just like chill and fine, you know? Yeah, there are some moments where like, I feel like the sadness breaks through. 
Um, mm-hmm. Oh it, yes, it, it makes there's me the one part. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's multiple parts for in this me. Movie. It's like the one, the only time you know Moon Dog really feels like affected is when he sees Snoop Dog and Ella Fisher together. Yeah, and he's kind of like, you know, I think it's in the the wedding reception still. You know, he kind of understands that he's not the guy anymore or something yeah. you know like um and then he's cool with it but it takes him like it actually takes him a couple scenes and this is kind of where you know i i i feel i feel the movie sort of like moving on uh-huh. and then you get these scenes where like oh he's still thinking about it you know because it jumps around so much and kind of moves quick and there's a lot of like there's a lot of like um new things that happen throughout the whole movie you know so yeah. it kind of feels like so much is packed in and going on um that you know moon dog is just going there's not going a lot of time flow. for like reflection from him yeah but when he goes under the pool mm-hmm. you know and i love how he's like holding his joint above the water <laughs> to preserve so it. good yeah but then he kind of just has to get away from it all real quick mm-hmm. you know um no, that's a that's a really heavy moment in a movie that doesn't really it doesn't really linger on that because he says funds the fucking gun, man. Yeah. Even uh, when spoilers, yeah, Ella Fisher dies. Yeah, that, uh... which we already kind of spoiled. Oh, but spoilers. I I mean I think anybody listening to this <laughs> should should watch the movie before listening. But if you yeah. haven't, you know the. The beach bum is still going to be good. I promise. Even even her death, though, is like fine. Yeah. You know, like it happens and it's kind of like shocking consequence or whatever. But really then he, Moondog doesn't have as hard of a reaction to that as he did the seeing them together. Right. You know, maybe it's like a him feeling like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It ma- it makes me think of there's, a, there's an interview with Lil Yachty and Joe Budden, mm. um, and it was from like twenty. It's probably from like 2016. Lil Yachty had just come on the scene, and he was like really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had songs like Minnesota and stuff like that that mm-hmm. were kind of like bubbly pop rap hits and stuff. And he was just happy, and he was living his life. And he, co- you know, he went from a college dorm room with no money, and he was like making crazy money and just Whoa. living life yeah. and joe budden was mad because he was like you don't like you don't get like you're, you're gonna be exploited you're gonna mm. all this shit is gonna go wrong like like you you need to like understand and it's it basically amounts to like an older man like yelling at a kid for like enjoying like the finer things in life mm. and like the the privileges that he now has mm-hmm. um it's it's a funny interview like i really mm. like it's awkward but like mm-hmm. i i i watch it a lot because i i'm just like so curious why this man is so this like 40 year old man is so pressed at how like this young kid is living his life yeah. um and it just makes me think of all the people who are really upset at how moondog is how moondog is just like literally doesn't really care about like he cares about you know the people around him of course but like he understands the ebb and flow of life Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which is like a really important distinction to make with this movie. It's like, it's not the, like those things don't matter. It's that they take up, he understands that there, that there's a reality to life, but it, it, that doesn't affect him. 
there's so much of the people in the background in like the scenes yeah. where like when he's like having sex in that kitchen oh my god you know, and then like it shows florida the people, material it shows yeah. the people like outside and they're all like laughing some people are like yeah moon dog yeah. you know like <laughs> like pretty much everybody's like everyone in the background of every scene is having a good time i wonder how many of them are non-extras like 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 they just got their signature afterwards because mm-hmm. the way you talk about how the, it was you know edited makes me f- feel like a, it was a similar like kind of stream of consciousness filming process i don't yeah. know too much about how this goes but like the part when he's like has the wheelbarrow full of weed yeah and he's walking down the keys and everybody's like filming him and taking pictures i'm like honestly what if it's just like matthew mcconaughey showed up in character there's a bunch of cameras yeah. around and they mm-hmm. shot that mm-hmm. it's probably what happened i could totally see that i was thinking that a same kind of thing um at a different point mm-hmm. um but yeah like um I think it's when Moondog's given like the speech. He's given this speech mm-hmm. early on, like to a bunch of people outside. And um, I just feel like they had him doing that. And he was just like a good, you know, just being in character, like mm-hmm. working the crowd. Right. The cameras just happened to be on. You right. Know? Like, I mean, they're on intentionally to get this scene, but it's like, feels free form right no and it, it what's interesting about that is you know a lot of directors they'll compose for the image and like the image that is the image that's going to be in the movie you know they're not shooting for coverage mm-hmm. you know they'll have multiple takes if they need to but you know you think about fincher or kubrick like mm-hmm. every shot in the movie that they're working on like that's 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 going to be in it and if it's not yeah. that's a you know, it's going to be edited into a precise uh, deleted scene compilation <laughs> on the bonus features, right? Yes. You know, they don't want to waste anything um, versus this feels just really compiled together in a yeah. really cool way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's like a lot of Malick's films, how they start being like five hour cuts. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know, Jessica Chastain is in the tree of life and Terrence Malick sees a butterfly and he's like, run towards it go you know like that's the stuff that it the the spontaneous nature of life gives life back to the movie it's a cycle kind of totally um so watching this movie it's like cool to see that thought process but applied to like a stoner comedy yeah that's like kind of cheech and chong Mm -hmm. and kind of uh inherent vice a little bit if you if you catch like kind of the silly Mm -hmm. vibe of it um and also just a lot of just more overt stoner humor yeah um it's so fun it's so fun i mean i guess we should talk about some of the side characters because that's kind of what also lends characters it lends itself to like it's not just what moondog is doing and like what his story is but it's also like who's hanging around moondog what what are their adventures like i could watch Mm -hmm. 20 of these movies like give me a whole moondog cinematic universe replace the marvel you got no plot mcu moon all montage yeah pure vibes (laughs) i love it that's what i want (laughs) but we have we have uh, jonah hill as his agent like a kind of like a like a southern twang yeah something like that <laughs> yeah it's like not good it's like not good but it's funny it, it, yeah you're totally right there are um, times where it's like real thick and and you're just going with it <laughs> and then there are times where it maybe falls off a little bit yeah sometimes you like yeah. say something funny and then you just it's they're just having a good time you know this movie's just for fun but you have you have isla fisher 
um, as Moondog's wife. She's funny. There's this really wild scene that I feel like is built to like, if any like seniors like went to the crowd to kind of just like get them to walk out right away. It's like how Wolf of Wall Street started really strong just to Mm. be like, this is the tone. Yeah. This is what you're going to see. Yeah. Well, it's the scene where like she's just like kind of talking about wedding plans, but he's eating her out. Oh yeah. It's It's awesome. So good. And like, (laughs) she's like getting her nails done and like she's like grabbing a drink from like their, their like their waitress or whatever that they have their hired help. And it's like, Oh my God, these people are rich and they do not care. <laughs> um, and the scene is so funny and it just kind of immediately starts and you're like, wow, this is so like just raunchy and fun and mm-hmm. light. Um, yeah. And it feels like because the other people in the scene are like, I don't feel they feel awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it just feels fine. It's like, yeah, maybe this is what, you know, Jonah Hill actually says later in the movie, um, yeah. best part about being rich is, well, he says you can treat people terribly. And, and they have, have to, to take, take it. it. But like, It's horrible. Th- like, so, okay, so not that, but kind of thinking like you can do whatever you want. Right. Like the, there is fine. kind of a line know. of social critique in this, yeah. which is that the rich have like this kind of yeah, this definitely. bountiful array of, of, uh, of opportunities and uh lightness and fun um but it it also kind of critiques that because you have moondog who literally doesn't care about money he uses it as a means to an end Mm -hmm. like he doesn't care if he has 50 million dollars yeah all he cares about is whether he can get his weed his booze Mm -hmm. and like have a bunch of women around that's all he cares about yeah so flowing right so like you get you get all that flowing you're fine it doesn't matter yeah versus you know i love it if Isla Fisher was around, if her character was around to see, you know, at the end there, the boat of $50 million exploding, she would, you know, probably drop dead. Um, Like she would be absolutely in shambles. So like, there's kind of that line there of like, you know, some people are, they, 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 they vibe with something other than, I guess, monetary Mm -hmm. value or whatever. I could see her laughing about it too. And maybe, but maybe maybe the next day, like waking up and being like, yeah that wasn't probably the best decision you know i yeah she had more of a basis in reality yeah because like she would talk to her daughter about like you know it's just moon dog yeah you know it, i feel from another dimension right it's it, she, she detaches more than i feel like he does which is just a never-ending moon dog space yeah. that he exists within um but yeah, no, I mean, the the movie does kind of show a, a, a life of just of being rich, of having the consequences you just blow right past him. Yeah. You know, you don't hear anything about him breaking out of rehab, which would certainly yeah. have the, you know, the police arresting him yeah. and like, you know, putting him in prison or however long they it would They say be. they're after him. But then like it, it just, he publishes his book and he gets <laughs> yeah. his money and he wins the Pulitzer Prize and that's it, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, he doesn't really suffer any consequences. He's got that privilege mm-hmm. on his side. And there um, is a bunch of loss, like mm-hmm. the death of Ella Fisher, um, Martin Lawrence's foot, although he gets it back, um, <laughs> the money, you know. Yeah. So like there's a lot of that um, like uh, division or whatever, the juxtaposition of like it's cool but then also yeah no consequences hard consequences right but then the whole time just being like it's fine man it's just how it goes 
it's like the laid back version of the Joker because we were talking it's very Joker Joker-esque well because you think about the Dark Knight Heath Ledger burns the money and he's like it's, oh. not, it's not about the money it's about sending a message and yeah. I, I don't think I mean he does kind of do it intentionally at the end but I don't no I was thinking he's he in does. such a space of like delirium yeah that like I don't know how much like he actually intends it to happen, but the fa- the point he is is that he doesn't the, care. Points the firework right at it. And yeah, just lets it go off. And he doesn't. Then, yeah, he's just like, what would happen if I did this? Oh, it's all gonna burn down. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. This movie <laughs> is a lot more complex than the first time I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. It's all vibes, you know. It's funny. It's yeah. sunny. It's going all over the place, and I love it because it like makes it's just unexpected thinking. Like everything is so predictable mm-hmm. now in life. I feel like at this point, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many things that are just so predictable, and so to see stuff like this, same with Belly, you know, like oh man, this has been waiting around this whole time for mm-hmm. me to be like, whoa, that's cool. You can do something cool like that, you mm-hmm. know, or at least just to see something that is new and fresh that can break up the monotony of like you know even a good movie that's a drama or whatever that's like just legitimately good is enjoyable sometimes those don't matter predictable in you know in its way of being good or something or just you know it's how people sell it too like i i've I, you know, I've seen a lot of Oscar movies come and go where it's like, oh, this is a well-acted powerhouse with, mm-hmm. with, with incredible direction and strong writing, <laughs> mm-hmm. already nominated for five Oscars, you know, and it's like, like none of that sells me on what it actually is. Yeah. It kind of just sells me on these qualities that different awards bodies deem it to be. Yeah. And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean that those movies don't have something to hold like i recently watched after sun oh yeah with paul mescal loved it like adored it thought it was wonderful and that's a movie where you know people talk about it in the same way they're like this incredible film with great performances Mm -hmm. i'm just like well tell me like what it made you feel like i want like like is it really just is it going to be the something that makes me feel something and then i move on to the next thing or is it is it really giving you something new and fresh Mm -hmm. in terms of that perspective mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of movies that come and go like that i feel like this movie it teaches you to watch it you know as like yeah vibes like yeah h- how else do you talk about this movie whether than mentioning the fun characters yeah mentioning just like the music and like how it moves and yeah. flows that's kind of the key objective of this movie you don't really get you don't really you don't think about it in terms of its objective qualities yeah. or like the key characteristics of the movie, right? Yeah. I'm like surprised when there is plot because I'm so into it being just You're like, what "Oh it yeah, is. there is some some, you know, idea of a narrative here." Like it's I not... just want to see him typing at his typewriter holding his kitten yeah just like launching guns, s- yeah. just shooting sleeping in a hammock on a boat. Jimmy Buffett's around. Yeah. That's that's what we're talking Man. about. This is that's the vibe. You know, there are some really like harsh things in it though. Mm-hmm. Like uh like the Ella Fisher's death, it's like they're they're drunk driving, you know. There is a cool part uh detail in that 
scene that I want to mention the like one of the signs, the road signs mm-hmm. that they go by. Um, it's like you see the shape of it in the color, but there's nothing on the inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, you know, you're seeing the way they're seeing oh, stuff. That's so cool. I didn't notice um, that at all. And just the way like the lights are all shining, it's really beautiful, but it is like headlights, you yeah. know, and then. And then, yeah, a little more montage of them dancing and mm-hmm. then cut to they're in, the, they're in an ambulance, yeah. you know, and it's like, and then I don't expect like, I didn't expect that to happen, first mm-hmm. of all, because I'm just thinking it's dangerous what they're doing, but this movie's all about just it's fine. So they're going to like, just be fine. Right. You know, um, it doesn't but then ignore. they're not fine, mm-hmm. and then and then I'm not thinking. I'm thinking, okay, she's gonna be fine. No, and then she dies, and it's like, oh my god. And it's to come up with some other characters, Zac Efron, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, absolutely unhinged performance. I'm like a huge his, fan like, of his like facial hair sideburns or whatever is such a ridiculous. The first look. shot of him is wearing those those crazy jeans. Like what are those called? Jinkos. Yeah, I don't know if they are, but they're very like you know, wide, blowing bottom. massive vape clouds. <laughs> talking about my dad's a preacher, threw me into rehab, and then the next thing you know, Matthew McConaughey, Moondog, and him are listening to Christian metal. And they're like talking about breaking out. And then they break out. Yeah. Oh my God. So fucking funny. Um, But Zac Efron like smat. They're like, oh, we want to get some money. He's like, I know where to get some money. And you're thinking, (laughs) oh, he has like a, he has a plan or something. Or he's going to sell drugs or whatever. And it turns out he just smashes a bottle in the back of like an elderly guy in like a motorized cart's head. And, and just, then they just steal his money. I, I laughed way too hard at that moment, but it's like it. Even like Moondog is kind of like, no, he, whoa. he. I forget what he says, but he has a line that definitely feels like he's not. He he wouldn't have chosen to do this himself. He's not like upset at it. He they got the money. Oh, you know they they get part. But but then he. He wouldn't. Have, you're right. He wouldn't have made that choice himself. It which kind of like, like, yeah, it's yeah. violent for him. But right. he, you know, Zac Efron did it. But he then likes in that next scene. You know, it's fine. He likes They're pushing vibing. people in the pool. You know, he like, he, he pushes some people overboard. You know, he that guy with the big tuba. He falls in at the beginning. Oh God, yeah. You yeah. know, it's he, that it's again, light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that's another thing where it's like kind of a dick thing to do. Right. You know, but then it's like funny and random. And everybody laughs. He, he's he's the class yeah. clown. Yeah. In a, in a lot of ways. Um, when Moondog arrives at the wedding, mm-hmm. he shows up and he, he's like wheeling this person in a wheelchair. And you think maybe because he's late to the wedding, you see him driving and catching up. Mm-hmm. And you think, I, I thought, oh, maybe he like stopped to get grandma, you know, or his mom to come to the wedding. But it's a random person. And then he says, he says like, yeah, it's my mom or whatever. And then it, it turns out not to be his mom. Mm-hmm. He, right away says it. It's not, it's fine. It's just somebody, but he like 
wheels the wheelchaired person yeah, like straight into a wall pushes like like launches her in a way yeah um it's like i can't help but laugh not, at the elderly abuse in this movie it's just not talked about and i noticed the it's person a, in the background like still crawling oh my god but 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 then this it's, it's like, horrible it's really like you think about probably that person could have died you know, if it, it's very possible. Like it, the, the movie shows, like I guess, just the nonchalant, like whatever, fuck it, kind of mentality that rich people have. Yeah, like people get hurt, like people die as a result of their actions. Yeah, and then you know, you don't know what happened fine at the we're on a boat, and we're stoned, and it's just dope, right? Because like you have the things uh, are cool, man. You have the accident, and it's like. Yeah presumably they hit someone else or maybe they didn't but it could have been I was a, thinking of that this time too it was like i wonder you never know it, they, i mean the, he wasn't charged or they you know they weren't charged yeah, so i never guess it's into that it's not you know the details don't really matter but i guess the point is, is they just do what they want yeah. and they they feel the vibe and their opportunities and their privileges give them the ability to do that because most people like to do that for the weekend but then they sure. have to get back to work Right. Mm -hmm. And that kind of stuff in the people who don't go back to work or, you know, are, are they're either, you know, able to not work because they have the money to do that or they just are neglecting responsibilities that they might have. Mm -hmm. So that's an overgeneralization, of course. But um, there is kind of the idea that he is just like floating on kind of like this, this like nice cozy bed of yeah. privilege. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a it's a spiritual thing too, you know. You yeah. you and you feel that through his poetry, and through yeah. kind of how the movie progresses. That it's not just about like what he's like able to do and what he's able to afford, mm -hmm. but it's also about what he loves to do, and that's just him as a person. Just have fun, and yeah. he wouldn't need you know whether he had fifty million dollars yeah. or no money at all, he would still be the same kind of person. I love that. I love that about this movie too, and it's a thing I try to like make for myself in a way mm. or you know to be able to feel like okay when i have that moment of intentionally setting 50 million dollars on fire i'm just gonna chalk it up to the universe you know and just right. keep on rolling or i hope you know um i feel like i've had that kind of mentality you know as just like a way of you know, no expectations kind of a thing. Like, mm -hmm. just like, yeah, whatever's going on, let's try it. Or, you know, like, I'll be like, no, that sounds dangerous. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, you, know? you mean you wouldn't go out with Captain Wack to, to swim with the sharks? Dude, he just loves dolphins. It, but it, it's like the other guys joke, you know, at the beginning of the other guys, when yeah. uh, Samuel Jackson and uh, the rock, they jump off the mm -hmm. building mm -hmm. and they're like, aim for the bushes. And then they just hit the and, ground and, and die. And later Will Ferrell's like, it wasn't even an awning. They're like, well, there's, there's nothing at all. Like, <laughs> like, I don't understand where they thought they were going. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like that. Like he jumps in, like there's all these fins and they're yeah. not dolphin fins. Yeah. They're, it's just so clear immediately mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they're sharks. I like the family that he's taking out there. They're like, uh, nope, nope, no, don't do that. Uh, oh, okay, he's jumping in. Oh, he's swimming towards them. Okay, yeah. and then, but it takes him until like I think the sharks are like starting to graze him before they bite his like his foot off. Mm -hmm. 
that he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> These aren't dolphins. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And then later he's like. Even Moondog is confused. He's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I, Mm-hmm. these are dolphins um yeah then martin lawrence is like i saw you know that must have been a big dolphin that bit my leg you know it couldn't have been a dolphin <laughs> like i'm thinking he's thinking because dolphins are too nice you know a dolphin wouldn't have bitten him yeah at all yeah but he doesn't think about the alternative that there's definitely <laughs> yeah. sharks in the water like and matthew mcconaughey moon dog's like it was a shark <laughs> yeah No, but I, I was I said this to you while watching the movie that the yeah. the there's different modes that this movie takes and that entire set piece or entire sequence with uh, mm-hmm. Captain uh, Whack yeah is kind of like the delirious moment of your high like oh, when, yeah. when you're just giggly and having fun mm-hmm. and it, it really just captures kind of just like the I don't know just the absurd humor of the entire movie yeah. it's it's that I think it's that scene that really is like the high point comedically mm-hmm. um the zach efron bits are pretty damn good too yeah they are they are good but they're a little more spring breakers mm-hmm. a little more like a little crimey more violent i guess yeah or like aggressive and you know um but then it's interesting zach efron's whole mantra is you know like it doesn't matter what we do because jesus died for our sins so like we can be terrible people you know, and he's just like cool with that. Yeah. Or it makes it, he's comfortable with it. So it's like, he's vibing too, even though he's, he has his own way of like, yeah, I mean, I guess everyone's hurting people mm-hmm. in some way, you know, like there's a lot more. I definitely, I remember trying to like pitch this movie to a buddy of mine. I was like, dude, you got to watch this movie. It's so cool. Like the, the fresh thinking, mm-hmm. you know, of how it's put together. The editing is just like, it's all montage. It's just good vibes. Like, um, it really has a lot more going on underneath all that, you know, in very clear terms, you yeah. know, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't think of that stuff when I think of this movie. I think of just how, like, gorgeous it looks, all the mm-hmm. colors and just so many details. Like, um, it's so it's it's production design and stuff is just out of this world you know it feels so real and like the world just feels yeah like they just let's go here turn the camera on it's filled with details i mean that's how spring breakers feels in a lot of ways like when you just see like the parties that they they were able to film even though a lot of them have kind of like a almost like a grotesque kind of like abstraction to them Mm -hmm. like there's a really good there's like a really weird and wild shot of like Selena Gomez, I think. And it's like all pixelated. And like, as she moves, like the pixels kind of slow down. Mm. I think that's kind of what I'm recalling, but it's like very grainy. And it's just like this moment out of nowhere that kind of just takes the excess and the, just like the, the drinking and the drugs and the sex. And it kind of just like slows it down to a moment where you're like reflecting on it. Same with the, mm. the beginning. There's like a, I think there's a scene where like, there's like a That's bunch cool. of beer being dumped on a pair of tits and it's like in slow motion mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. dubsteps playing over it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on like the finer details of spring break. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, it's just like those moments that you, you can tell like Harmony Korine is really thinking about how he portrays the space and how he portrays the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but this is more laid back. It really is like just like a Jimmy yeah. Buffett song. Yeah. Uh, just goes it, everywhere. But I love it. It's like, it's, yeah, it's sweet. It's funny. It has those moments of reflection, but it also like, it kind of teaches you as much as you want to reflect, there's such a, there's a beauty about living in the present moment. Yeah. Um, about just taking everything in stride, uh, not being afraid to live a little because you're going to fucking die. Yeah. You know? It, mm-hmm. it it's it's not particularly deep but i also think it's deceptively simple yeah it, it there's a lot more to this movie than i think people mm-hmm. you know because it, it, i guess watching the trailer you could be cynical and just think it's like a matthew mcconaughey vanity project you know yeah surfer dude right you know, he's just... that uh, he's that guy again yeah but he takes on new dimensions in this role in the same way that you you kind of feel that when he plays uh, uh wooderson and dazed and confused you know, he, he likes this archetype because it's kind of who he is in a lot of ways. But he, he finds new ways to flesh it out, which is really cool. Yeah. And like you're getting the real, uh, you know, the real world, gritty, sexy, dirty vibe of like, mm-hmm. you know, weird stuff that like, you know, Harmony Corinne is going to bring in. Right. Just it, like, it doesn't feel glossy in yeah. spite of it. it. You know, it could just be like, all sunny beach vibes and it does have that like most yeah. of the way through but it also has these moments of just like it's, it's shocking and it's yeah and it kind of throws you mm-hmm. kind of off the path which is cool yeah yeah the cinematography is also like really well done you it's know gorgeous and, um thematically as well like i was noticing more stuff about the edits um you know it's like oh hey look there's a there's an example of that editing I'm talking about. But then this time I was like, oh, but it's jumping to like a really shadowed scene. Mm-hmm. Like he was outside in the daylight and then it has that weird cut where now suddenly he's inside. You know, we don't need to see him walk inside or anything, but like just cut right to it. But now even more, the image is like representative of he's you know on the phone with his responsibilities and he's like half in shadow right so just a lot going on super cool um such a fucking good movie man (laughs) (laughs) it's i I feel like uh at this point in the podcast we've really hit a great batting average for like great movies Mm -hmm. um so I need to pick a piece of shit next episode (laughs) (laughs) laserhawk i mean (laughs) listen i've never seen it yeah i've so, only seen it once I, um but uh no it is funny that i showed you know i showed you belly which is yeah. you know I, I i i don't know if i would like put it in my top top favorites but it's certainly one of the best films in the 90s like you know it's yeah. it's it's apples and oranges at that point it's kind of meaningless distinction it's it's an incredible film yeah that's a good way to put it i'm definitely like gorging over it because it's so new to me right you know um but yeah, I feel you. It's like like I would take the beach bum over belly. God, I, it's just like I couldn't pick. I mean, I I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, the beach bum. I think it means more to me. But I I do think you know, you know, uh, I know you know. Hype Williams watched Kids and watched Gummo before making uh, Belly, and that makes sense. So it's mm-hmm. like it's kind of that circle. But I also feel so cool. Belly, if Belly wasn't made, Spring Breakers wouldn't be around. Yep. You know, the beach mm-hmm. bum wouldn't be around. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, it's like the master, like, 
or like the master teacher, I guess, yeah. uh, you know, honoring the student or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or no, first it's the student honoring the teacher and then the yeah. teacher's like, that's so good. Like, you know, and then that, you yeah. know, kind of coming back and like, it's just, it's just sharing ideas and kind of mm-hmm. like in almost in parallel progressing. Um, yeah. That's why I just wish Hype Williams had, you know, had a more like kind of lucrative feature film career because not that he needs to, but. Um, I would like to see more movies from him. Yeah. I, let me be jealous. Let me be a little bit like cranky. I want more. I want more <laughs> movies. If they're anything like Belly, they're gonna absolutely fucking rip. Yeah, so, that would be so cool. He comes out with one more movie, dude. Like, and it's just like there's so many directors. Like, you know, it's like you have Charles Lawton who made Night of the Hunter, one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if he made one more. You know? Yeah. Or it's like. You know, Orson Welles made plenty of films, but like when The Other Side of the Wind came out and Netflix put that out, it's like, mm. oh, it's like a little hidden treat. I know, yeah. I didn't even... Just scrape the barrel, like give me anything else. Yeah. Uh, um, so much of that uh, is is like, ugh, I want that for Hype Williams, you know? Yeah. Imagine, you know, he drops a fucking banger of a movie, you know? It's <laughs> like, like that's what I want. Um, but also he doesn't have to. It's okay. Yeah, he did it. He yeah, he, he, it's it's. I'm not I'm not uh, crying over spilled milk here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, Corey, thank you so much William. for picking the beach bomb. Um, thank you this for is coming over and watching episode. It. Oh, of course, of course. Um, this is episode eight of another look. Yeah. So I have a pick coming up next week. I've got my pick for number ten, dude. I need to pick mine. I don't. That's exciting, though. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. We're um, talking about maybe, you know, these sessions being 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. So this next one will be our penultimate episode yeah. for session one. Take take a little bit of a break for the first season mm-hmm. um, and, you know, kind of just, you know, see the reaction, see how everybody's enjoying it um, and, you know, just push forward. I, I feel like we're starting to hit a groove as to, like, different genres different yeah. types of films and i'm 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 looking to poke the boundaries of that oh definitely so. i've got a good one lined up for number 10 um you know personal mm-hmm. and just fucking dope movie hell yeah dude i'm so excited well virtual handshake Corey. yes um, very good thank you always as nice always for being you. on the pod yes great to meet you <laughs> <laughs> and uh to our all our listeners uh once again thanks for listening and have yourself a good day evening whatever you're doing yeah just chill yeah thanks for listening be like moondog <laughs>